It was a rough outing against the Volunteers last Saturday, with injuries piling up for several key Panthers. None more important than quarterbacks Keaton Slovis and Nick Patty. Can Pitt overcome two starting quarterbacks being on the sideline against an opponent that embarrassed them last season? We discuss that and more on this week's Hail to Pitt podcast. about finishing it in these final 30 minutes? Well, you know, it happened in, it happened in West Virginia where we knocked off number two. It happened in South Carolina, and it's happening in Pittsburgh today. Our guys had a lot of guts tonight. We're just going to keep getting better. I mean, it's just, that's what it is. The one home game that you will never, ever forget. We shocked the world! Hail to Pitt. Hail to Pitt. This is the week of September 17th, 2022. And this is the Hail to Pit podcast. I'm Alan. And I'm Vince. This was a crummy week to be a Pit fan. And an even worse week to be taking betting advice from Desmond Howard. Pit lost to Tennessee, lost Slavis. And now we ask, have we lost hope? The answer, spoiler alert, is hell no. On to Western Michigan, Vince. I don't care who's at quarterback. It's a must win. Revenge on the mind. Uh, of course, it's a must win, uh, as, as they pretty much all are the rest of the way here, Alan. Uh, we will see uh, who, who's going to be starting a quarterback. That's the big question everybody wants to know. Uh, we don't know as of this live on tape recording here, uh, but we'll be talking about that uh, as we get ready for, for Western Michigan, a team that whooped up on Pitt last year. Slant! 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 Someone stop a slant. I, I, I still am seeing ghosts, hearing it in my head, screaming it in my nightmares. It is a, 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 a reckoning here now for, for Pitt. They've lost the game, and they have a team coming into town that embarrassed them last year. What a time. What a different uh, mentality we have as Pitt fans going into this week. But luckily, there's still a lot on the line, Vince. Even with the Tennessee loss, Pitt still Totally undefeated in conference play, just to remind everybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In case you forgot or don't want to remember. And also, it is uh, way early in the season, and uh, you know, Pitt dropped one to the very team they're playing this week, last year, and we kind of felt that way. But in the end, things can turn around, especially in the topsy-turvy world of college football these days. Let's get into so much fun. And before we do it, let's... Carney bark at you and let you know that you could follow us at H2P show on Twitter. And of course you could email us hail to pit podcast at gmail.com. That's hail the number two pit podcast at gmail.com. We appreciate all the interactions we get there. We get on social media and the feedback we get on Panther lair, getting some love going into that Tennessee game. Vince, let's see how they like the show coming after a loss. Like I've always said, Everyone's in a bad mood and hates things when their team loses, especially Pitt fans. But you know what? I'm trying to stay positive, and hopefully everyone out there can. There's a lot to dislike about the game, but there's got to be some morsels we like. We're going to get into it. We're going to have fun, and then you're going to give us the feedback. Damn it. Oh, and we're brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcast. They do a hell of a job editing out all the cuss words we have, especially on days like this after a pit loss they do a hell of a job putting the show together making it sound good professional making it sound like hey maybe even maybe even 93 7 the fan want to pick that show up because it's produced so well i've heard people say that but you know what we're i don't even know if we're we're up for being on another platform i like being everywhere and anywhere all at once vince and it's all because of pretty easy podcasts and they make podcasting uh pretty easy you can head on over to prettyeasypodcast.com right now. Get your podcast started. If you are a Western Michigan football fan listening and scouting right now to this show, you should start a show. I want to know more about your team. Go there right now. Are you scouting yet? Have you listened to any Western Michigan podcasts like I did last year and laughed going into the game and then they beat us? Yeah, they've been hard to find. Uh, <laughs> I have not listened to any this week. I'm hoping to uh, by the end of the week before Saturday. 7.30 p.m. on ESPNU in Kalamazoo. In Kalamazoo. I'm so glad for the primetime kickoff this week, Vince. I'm going to need a full day of college football before we get to this one. I 
I can't go right into my morning into this game. It, it was too early last year. This is where this game belongs. Prime time. I, I guess I, I'm not quite sure how I feel about that. Uh, being on the road, you, you know, the the away crowd is going to be hyped up uh, for that game, just like the home crowd was hyped up uh, for uh, the Tennessee Volunteers coming to town uh, at three thirty last Saturday. Alan, uh, it, the crowd w- was was very into it, uh, but it still came out on the short end of the stick. Yeah, so how was that atmosphere? Obviously, I was not at this game, so you could blame me, too, because I went to the West Virginia game and then didn't show up for Tennessee, Vince, so you can hold a grudge all season if you want. But how was what was the percentage like of Tennessee fans? How were they treating everybody coming uh, uh, up well, north for the first there time? There were definitely more Tennessee fans than West Virginia fans. I feel confident saying that. Uh, it, it was uh, it, not the atmosphere that it was for the backyard brawl. Uh, but what what is going to be that atmosphere? Nothing. That was a uh, you know the the biggest crowd in the history of the whole city. Uh, didn't get nearly that many this year, uh, but uh, a bunch of a bunch of Panther fans going home unhappy at the end of this game. Yeah, where it was well, there was no snow to kick, but I'm sure people were kicking something. <laughs> I see light cans. They were they were upset after this one. A game that, what are you going to do? Missed opportunities, drops, injuries, it's just terrible protection for a, a two quarterbacks just getting annihilated. Missed field goals. But in the end, they still, really, when you think about it, like I have kind of going, I went totally dark after that game on, reviewing anything from it this was a tough pill to swallow um following only just you know obviously what injury news we're getting and uh, prepping for the game but looking back on it just thinking back Vince how the hell did the game even get to overtime credit to Pitt for even making that a game because when your quarterbacks are being destroyed the way theirs were it's insane that they were even able to make it a game Nick Patty credit to him coming in he looked awful he was not accurate at all but obviously running for his life on one leg and Slavis completing those passes he did my god yeah I, I'm BMOC written all over him I, I know it's, it's you know you go into this game against a ranked Tennessee team that, that's putting up a ton of points uh and your defense held, holds them to the their least to, uh the total smallest total in, in quite some time and, and you don't come out of, with a win and you, how did that happen and and I, a lot of missed opportunities we'll run them down but uh to me it you know it's these injuries to the quarterbacks I, I mean Keaton Slovis threw for 200 yards in that first half you know I know he did get hit a lot no doubt about that uh, some unfortunate plays, uh, where he probably could have had more, but he was on fire that first half. And then, and Nick Patty, uh, no slouch and not the quarterback Keaton Slovin is, but certainly serviceable. Uh, but Ke- Nick Patty on one leg can, can only do so much, Alan. It was, uh, amazing that they even got it to overtime. Uh, the defense, you know, only giving up three points in the second half. Nick Patty somehow willing this team uh, to, to a tying score and then just coming up short in the extra period. Yeah, so let's let's break it all down. The, the, the first thing I want to ask you, Vince, is if I told you Tennessee's only scoring 34, would you have felt confident that uh, it would es- win the game? Especially if you told me they were only going to score 27 in, in the first 60 minutes. I, I would feel very confident Pitts winning this game. <laughs> amazing amazing outing from the defense you really have to put that in perspective for considering the tightrope they were being asked to walk in this game we cannot stress that enough let's break down the missed opportunities though Vince and what went wrong in this game uh the the Mumfield drop I mean that that's a that's a big one I mean, what was the what was the groaning? What are the groan? What was what were your neighbors next to you saying? That's what I was thinking. It's right in his hands. You know, how, how could you? It would have been an easy walk in touchdown. Uh, just, <laughs> just very frustrating. There uh, end up settling for a field goal. Uh, it just uh, you know right off the bat too. You know that 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 hurts. 
that can't hurts. settle for field goals against that team. And that's what they did the first drive. And also, I, I mean, uh, Bub means too. I, I think yeah. the two newcomer receivers really were just not up for this game. They did not. Yeah. They did not show up the way we needed them in in this game. And we talked about yeah. how they will be relied upon, and they kind of yeah. just did not deliver in the yeah. game. Yeah, Th- this has been bugging me all week, Alan. Uh, you know, the, these two guys that you know are clearly you know have a, a tremendous amount of athletic ability. Uh, but and you know we had kept hearing you know how you know how much of an impact these guys are going to make, and and everybody's hyping these guys up, and you know how we may not miss Jordan Addison as much as we think we are. Well, we're really missing him now. Uh, the, the, these two have not, uh, have not brought it. And, and we talked about that before the season, you know, are the receivers going to execute the way they did last year? And so far they have not, uh, Keaton Slovis threw an interception in this game, uh, you know, in the end zone, uh, he, a situation where, you know, he probably could have ran for a first down, but there was a flag thrown, uh, for, for defensive holding. He thought he had a free play, uh, throws a, a tremendous, just a Hit him right pinpoint, in the damn hands. pinpoint pass, a very difficult, uh, pass right to, through Bub Means' hands, it gets intercepted. The flag gets picked up, and and Tennessee takes over and goes down and scores uh, a fourteen point swing on, on that on that play. Just uh, a crushing, crushing uh, turn of events. That was the moment where you know Pitt Pitt would be fighting from underneath the whole yeah. game, um, e- even when it got knotted up. And you know they that play. There's, there's a lot of talk about that flag on the field. It makes you think it, you got something you can and you can make a, a decision that you shouldn't make maybe without that flag, that laundry on the field. You don't throw that ball maybe without seeing that laundry yeah. on the field, the field of the Slavis. But you hit him in right, right in the damn hand. So it's it's two two things on that play. I'm very angry the ball was not hauled in or at least just dropped out of bounds. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm also angry that the the flag was picked up. Heinous. SEC yeah. ref Summer saying, I'm not going to get into any of that. The fact is, uh, it was a big drop by a receiver in the end zone uh, that could have been a huge play for Pitt. Really, oh man, Pitt, Pitt goes up big in that game early. They go up bigger? I mean, the demoralization of the Tennessee Volunteers, they're not dinking and dunking as much. Maybe they're taking more shots or getting interceptions. Could yeah. have been a whole different ball yeah. game. That, that's what we were saying during this game, Alan. You know, we, we could have easily have been up 17 nothing. Yes. Uh, instead of uh, 10-0, which quickly yes. became, you know, 14-10. Yeah, uh, it just uh, it's very disheartening. Could it could have been, you know, could have been 21 nothing, really. Yeah. Uh, and you think <laughs> you think about the the play calling, the the player morale on the field and what what they're actually doing. They would have been getting out of their exact game plan had the score been that that, that deficit been that great. Yeah. But they never really got out of who they were or what they were trying to do from the beginning of the game. There was a lot of dinking and dunking, a lot of taking those shots when they had them. It would have been a lot, a lot tighter of an offense Pitt was facing, and they would have been able to make more plays. Not to say that they didn't; they still yeah. did. But it, it, it that that drop uh, alone really was kind of a pivotal moment to me. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, at the end of the half, they get a a field goal that they didn't really need to be getting. That no. really hurt as well. Uh, yeah. In the end, you you would have thought, oh, it's a field goal in this game. Who cares? But it actually mattered. Yeah, especially because that may have been the the play that knocked Keaton Slovis out of the game. Uh, <laughs> taking that there, uh, and I've I've heard some people say, "Oh, they should have, you know, they should have just went in the half." Or you know, I, I disagree with that. You know, uh, you know, you were losing at the time. Pitt had uh, a quarterback thrown for two hundred yards on this team already. He had the ball at the thirty five. I mean, I think that was the right thing to do. Uh, now we could question whether. Uh, you know, throughout this whole game, should there have been more, uh, uh, you know, pass protection? You know, uh, they went a lot of five wide receiver sets in this game, Alan. Should there have been more, you know, 
uh, tight ends used? Should there have been more running backs in the backfield to pick up a blitz? Tennessee was blitzing a whole hell of a lot. Uh, and maybe that led to some of the big plays that Pitt was able to get. But you know, ultimately, it, it cost them on the injury front. Big time. I mean, I, I unfortunately, maybe I, I put the jinx on him, but I even I said to my wife, I don't know if he's making it through this game. Those look like they hurt those hits he's taken on those completions. And then at the end of the half, he does get knocked out of it. He was probably already banged up before even then. And then I feel like you're just trying to you're just trying to get me to say it. I will, man. I'm just I'm going to say it. I wish we had Gabe Hoy playing in that game. Yeah, <laughs> he would. He yeah. would have been a factor because being fully staffed on the O line was kind of essential in that one. With how much they were bringing the thunder, that's where they saw the weakness in Tennessee. Yeah, attacked, 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 and it paid off. Yeah, Matt Matt Consolvis just not getting it done at at right tackle. Uh, as good as he's played in the past couple of years uh, in spot duty, it has not shown up as a full-time starter at right tackle. Uh, it seems like, to me, Branson Taylor needs to get uh, so, some more reps there. Owen Drexel, center, goes out in this game. Uh, not sure on his status. Uh, you know, Terrence Moore uh, came in. So I think there's going to be some shuffling on the offensive line this week, Alan, uh, against Western Michigan. I'm very interested to see how uh, how they line up uh, with their with their starting five. It's It's – Going to be hopefully not an issue all season long, but I have a feeling it's going to be. And uh, it's really, what are you going to do? You're going to have to adjust your play calling. You're going to have to rely on larger fronts. And, of course, the running back situation uh, is favorable in that regard. So I don't know if we come out of the game in a panic, seeing how much the quarterbacks are getting hit. Um, but we'll we'll – reserve judgment that you could have games like that where it's a one-off you adjust and you're okay moving forward Pitt has the offensive line I think who can learn and grow uh, they are veterans after all but man that was ugly to watch really hard to watch oh ow man poor Slavis and we haven't even gotten into that situation yet I want to uh real quick in the middle of all this uh just uh, the, the the mire and the muck that we're sifting through right now. Shout out to uh, that Bartholomew for that hurdle. Just want yeah. to acknowledge that before it, anything else. Yeah, it, it wasn't all bad in in this game. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he, uh, that Bartholomew guy yeah. fought two of the best games of college football this year overall have been played at the a creature stadium. I'll yeah. say that. Yeah, that Bartholomew guy uh, showing why he's uh, one of one of the best tight ends in the country, as far as I'm concerned. You know, Israel Banakanda had a, had a huge touchdown run. You know, we finally saw some really good production from him. Uh, it, so it, it it was not it was not all bad. I mean, if you, if you look at Pitt's defense in the second half, if you look at you know their where their offense was going in the first half, I mean they they look like the the top team. That, that we expect them to be. Now, they got to be healthy for that. Uh, but, it, you know, when, when things were not going right, they were not going right in this game. Two missed field goals from oh, Ben yeah. Sauls. Very, very disheartening there. Uh, Sam Scarton, you know, not, you know, he wasn't 100% last year on kicks, but he but he did okay. You know, he he made more than he missed for sure. Were there uh, we want Scarton chance going? No, I there was not. On TV. There was none of that. Uh, but it, it certainly calls in the question. Uh, I'm not saying that this is why we lost the game, but uh, it, it certainly did hurt. Uh, and one of these missed field goals was off that blocked punt, Allen. Uh, it. I don't know what it looked like on TV, but I'm still baffled how Pitt basically tackled their own players and bumped each other out of bounds. This should yep. have been returned for a touchdown. 100%. End up not getting a uh, a a, uh, a not even a field goal uh, out of this opportunity. Very disappointing. Um, but it, it, to me, you know, despite all this stuff, uh, Nick Patty getting hurt. And you know, in between plays, he—he, he, you could tell he could barely walk out there, and, and I, I have to feel that if he's healthy, you know that's that makes all the difference in the world in this game. Uh, you know, Tennessee's defense just teeing off on a guy that 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 can't walk, and and you know it's tough because 
you know, he can't. It's it's obvious. He's not he's not the the pinpoint accurate thrower that that a uh, uh, Keaton Slovis is. But he he's a tough tough hombre, and, and you know he could get you tough yards in the running game. And that, but you know, whenever he can't walk, he he couldn't do that either. Uh, I don't know if they should have went to to a, a third or fourth string quarterback in this situation, Allen. Uh, that would have been a very tough ask for. And it looked like Derek Kyler, uh, walk-on transfer quarterback from Dartmouth, he was warming up uh, in this game. I guess he would have been the guy to go in. Uh, that's a lot asked for a guy who's probably gotten very little reps at all. Uh, so I, I guess they did what they, they could. And, you know, Nick Patty, he did still lead them to overtime. Uh, that shouldn't be discounted. Somehow, uh, some way. But, I'm but, happy they chose the, to leave him in and have his moment. He's earned it. He's been he is a consummate pit man, as they say. Yes, he, is. he is a linebacker who plays quarterback, if you ask me. He's tough as nails. He does he's not pretty, but damn it, he got it that far. Credit to Nick Patty, uh forever a pit legend just for going out there and gutting it out because there are not a lot of people who could have. That was very dangerous situation for a hurt guy to be playing in. One thing I do want to ask about Allen, because this has also been bugging me, is that when when Nick Patty did tie this game, Pitt elected to kick the extra point with two minutes, 23 seconds left. Should they have gone for two in, in that situation? Because Never. I'm I know you're saying I knew you were gonna say that, but I'm I'm thinking that they should have not uh, in this game well not in the college game i mean i would well, never do that in college football. well i mean it, when you have a quarterback that can't walk and you're going into <laughs> a college overtime uh where you're you know they were pitt would have had to the defense would have had to make an outstanding play in, in that overtime in order to uh in order to get a victory, they were going to have to make a play. They now, made a couple before well, the touchdown. Yeah, well, I know, scored. and and it, and you know, MJ Devonshire trips and falls down. Receivers Over, wide down. open. You know, Nylon. that's that's the game that you play whenever uh, you know when there's no margin for error at all. I, I would have gone for this, Alan. This reminded me of that uh, game against Boston College a couple years ago. Kenny Pickett was banged up. Yeah, uh, you know, he could barely move. Pitt ended up you know, taking the extra point instead of going for two, and I believe they missed the extra point and then the game and lost the game. Uh, but that, that's uh, it, it was it was a similar situation to me. Uh, I think your chances uh, of of winning were were so low in this overtime with the way things were going. I think you had to take a chance there, and the defense. Yeah, Tennessee didn't have a huge incentive for going down and scoring at the end of the game, but the defense did hold them. Uh, I would have put the game in the defense's hands, no margin for error. I, I would have felt better with that. I mean, certainly there's no guarantee that they that they get the two point conversion, but I, I would have I would have gambled on, on that if it were uh, <laughs> if it were me. That's what I I would have done. But well, you. You are a gambler. Pat Narduzzi definitely isn't, and if he is, he's gambling on his defense, which he kind of did in the overtime. And <laughs> that's probably what I would have done as well, seeing how the game was going. Pitt's defense was capable of making a splash play in that OT. They obviously were handicapped uh, the ha- going into it, um, but you, you got it. I just, I just cannot. I can, I I don't subscribe to just going for to being that aggressive in the college game where the overtime is 50 50 pretty much you have your chance go out there and do it i i don't know i don't think it i given patty's status i don't think it was 50 50 uh plus you could get creative with it too i don't maybe they should have gone out in the wildcat with vincent davis he could have done that you you know there's probably something that could have been said for that i i certainly if they had only had to do one play to win i think we you know, we could have seen something like that, but you know, we did not. It was a limited offense. There was only so much that could be done. Uh, I don't think we're seeing Nick Patty this week at all. Uh, I, I think his ankle is probably, you know, the, the size of a holiday ham right now. I, I I would not be shocked if we don't see Nick Patty on the field ever again playing oh, in a game. Oh God, um, because he's 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 banged up, man, and Pitt's got uh, some you know 
other players they need to get experience. So I would not be surprised, honestly, uh, to see if Slo- when Slovis gets back, if uh, we have other other players stepping in for him. I mean, I know the stakes are still high, but Nick Patty, man, he he took a thumping. Maybe not to the skull as much as uh, Slovis did, but it was hard to yeah. watch equally. Yep, yep, not good. No, and uh, and you know the, the quarterback situation going into it. So break it down for everybody yep. going into this week against in so, against Western Michigan. Who who's available before we get into the defensive part of the Tennessee game? Just so we have that on our mind. As we know, Co- Coach Narduzzi certainly not going to be speaking about injuries at all. Uh, it, you know, uh, as I, I don't think Nick Patty's playing, uh, you know, given the way he was hobbling around, uh, you know, Keaton Slovis, we think he has a concussion. Um, it, we'll see if he can, uh, recover from that. You know, it, it, there's all kinds of rumors out there, Alan, uh, on, t- on different forums and Twitters and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, some people think he's playing. Some people think he doesn't. Uh, play uh if you look at the uh betting market alan this game opened with a total of 55 and a half the total is now down to 47 and a half so uh it some people <laughs> at least some desert people think that there is not going to be as many points scored in this game do with that information what you will uh but as far as other quarterbacks that are available you know nate yarnell uh redshirt freshman is a he is the third string quarterback. Now he's been running a lot of the scout team, uh, from what uh, coach has been saying. Uh, now he uh, did miss some time in camp and miss some time in the spring, so I don't know what kind of reps he's had. Uh, some may be speculating if he is healthy that maybe he did not uh, warm up uh, because he's been just doing scout team work and hasn't practiced enough with the offense. And then, as we mentioned, you have Derek Kyler, the fourth stringer, uh, uh, a a standout quarterback from Dartmouth, at Allen. Uh, uh, three years of, of experience there. Ivy League. Uh, uh, yeah, Ivy League. He, he set records there, uh, a, a tremendous win-loss record, a lot of uh, a high touchdown, the interception ratio. Uh, so, yeah, he's, but this is a different – uh, type of competition so i don't i don't know we may see him this week uh and and i'm i'm gonna be posing that question to you if if we have to go with you know Derek kyler a quarterback what is our game plan okay well let let me just sit on it now that you've, you've presented it we're getting ahead i just wanted to put that out there because it is so important for the western michigan game everyone vince presented to you i'm gonna think about it while we discuss the rest of the tennessee game but damn it not a situation we hope for or expected to be in coming into the third game of the season, Vince. No, not good at all. All right. Defense against Tennessee, though. The run defense, much better than against WVU. Much, much better. And the second half defense, unbelievable. <laughs> to give up only mm-hmm. three points in yep. that whole half. I don't know what to say about it other than they went out, they narduzied, and they narduzied hard. They played well enough to win. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Hendon yeah, Hooker. They yeah, they got to him. Uh, you know, maybe not a ton of sacks, but you know, Hooker was either getting rid of the ball quickly, or he was stepping up and running. And whenever he did step up and run, he was stopped for for minimal gain most of the time. Uh, they didn't have a ton of deep bombs. Yeah, they did hit a, a couple, but. Uh, it was mostly a lot of a lot of quick stuff, and you know, uh, you know, Narduzzi way outside knew- the numbers. My God, they just throw way outside the numbers. Yeah, and and, and they did well. Cedric Tillman played a, a had to have a big game, and he had a big game. Pitt contained him somewhat, but the guy showed up and did his job, and uh, is going to be, I think, a good pro. He looked awesome. Yeah, and, and we, you know, we said, hey. At the top of the show, you're only giving up 27 points in regulation. Uh, you'd think that would be good enough to win against a team like this. And it's not like Pitt had a ton of turnovers or you know anything like that. You know they played uh, just just really solid defense as as best as you can against a team like that. And, uh, and it's unfortunate that a great defensive effort was wasted. Yeah, and I, I'm. <laughs> 
I don't know how much it was wasted or it was just a crazy, uh, um, uh, 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 unfortunate events for the offense. Did they do it to themselves? Were they unprepared? It's hard to say. Um, injuries. I mean, wh- who do you blame for the quarterback getting destroyed like that? Is it the offensive line's fault? Uh, defense, I don't know. If you're someone like Brandon Hill or uh, Servassier Dennis, do you go into the room thinking, man, that damn offense screwed us last week? I don't think so. I think. No. I, you, yeah. You, you, I, there, it, that was a total team loss. Defense also missed some. You know, they, they could have made the plays that they didn't. So there's no blame going around, I think, in the pit lock. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, if, if Slovis plays that second half, you know, and you get the same kind of production he did in the first half, you know, Pitt wins that game going away. I feel you. Man, they had them punt so many times, though. I can't believe how many times they punted. Yep. Yep. And they, they didn't win. It's wild. A lot of stats in this game that you – did not expect, you know, anyone, even if you bet the under, you wouldn't have bet on the, on the, this many punts and only three points in the second effort from Tennessee, but it happened. And, uh, man, I don't know. I, I, I think the defense has, uh, some improvements to make in terms of finishing. They did, but they had two sacks, three sacks in the game. Probably could have had more. There was times where they had hooker dead to rights and he still gained like yeah. four or five yards. So he's a tough runner. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's 24 too. He's smart and, and he knows what he's doing out there. Credit to him. Finally beat Pitt. Congratulations, Coach Josh Heupel. All right. <laughs> tired of giving them credit. Yeah. They did a good job. Hard to hard to hate the volunteers. They they went out and they played well. Uh no bad blood. Hopefully we see another Johnny Majors classic soon. That's not on the schedule for a while, huh? It, it is not, uh, but hopefully we'll catch him again down the road. All right, Vols, we will catch you down the road, but we're moving on to Western Michigan, Vince. Yep. Uh, just real quick, remind everybody what happened in that game last year. What? What? It was just all throws, throwing over the middle for Western Michigan, Pitt not stopping yeah. anything, damn it, and not keeping up on offense, and somehow, some way, they lose. Yep, that RPO slant uh, over the middle just did not uh... – uh, just pit, pit struggled to stop it, and 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 everyone you know, knows that what that feeling's like. You play a, a Madden or an NCAA back <laughs> in the day online, and someone just uses one game, one play, all game on you. You can't stop it. That's what happened to Pitt last year. So the kids called spamming a a, a play, and yeah. they uh, they did it all yeah. day long because it worked. They, they did, they did. Uh, yeah, Pitt just did not bring it that day. Um, defensively at least and uh i i think things are going to be a little bit different uh uh, western michigan may run the same plays as last year but they're going to have different personnel in there so we will uh uh, you got to think the defense is going to be absolutely fired up for this game Uh, i think they know you know what they could have had last year you know had had they won this contest uh at heinz field so uh, you got to think that they are going to be coming in you know, determined uh, to shut this team down. And it's the second time Pitt's playing the team that beat Ball State. Is that correct? Yes, that's right. <laughs> oh, man, that's not that's not a good omen. Uh, no, you, got, you got Western Michigan one and one then coming into the game. Um, different quarterback, though, than last year, correct? Yes. Yeah. So uh, they're, yeah, they, they, that guy got did that guy get drafted? I, I want to say that he did. I, I think I recall seeing his name yeah. uh, some, somewhere in a late round. Yeah, but now they got Jack Salopek or Salopek, however you want to pronounce it. Hopefully we're not saying it a whole lot, except that he got sacked on uh, yep. on Saturday night. Um, Pitt matching up against West Western Michigan in this game, obviously on paper, uh, we'll be able to handle him all over the field uh but the big question is when you have a whole new quarterback and especially one that's way down the depth chart can a team like western michigan play a team like pitt uh yard for yard play for play point for point and uh maybe they do because we might be seeing Derek kyler out there the ex dartmouth quarterback vince spoke about earlier nate yarnell would have been my pick at the beginning of the year in a, in a situation like this but has been hurt in camp, you said, Vince. 
running that scout team. So Jack Salapick versus whom? I'm going with Kyler then, the experienced guy, if you ask me in this one. Definitely don't want to play Patty. And then and then we don't know really the injury status on Slav, the Slavis. But Keaton Slovis, uh, I'm assuming, is probably in concussion protocol or something else. And I don't expect to see him th- play this week or maybe for a while, really, could, just judging by the hits he was taking. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure he was in an ice bath. Uh you know, on you know, for multiple days, Saturday and Sunday last week. Um, I I don't know. Well, so uh, was I because I had to endure two overtime games back to back days. So I mean, yeah. we were all we were all in bad shape after the weekend in Pittsburgh, Vince. We, we were, uh, and we're recording this on a Wednesday, Alan. So we will hear uh, Coach Narduzzi's final thoughts uh, tomorrow on Thursday. Uh, we'll see if we get any hints. Uh, see if any media get to see any practice windows uh to see give us any hint at who the quarterback uh might be um uh, i'm hoping uh keaton slovis is making a a full recovery Uh, i think they're going to need him in in this game uh because just because how how well he was playing and and then the unknown uh, of a Derek kyler coming in uh and yeah, the running game started to get going a little bit last week, Alan, and you'd think against a Mac opponent that they would be able to run pretty effectively, but uh, I don't think that could be 100% counted on with some, with some of the offensive line performances we've seen so far this year. Absolutely not. I think you you have to come creative if, if you're Signetti, and also we want to give our condolences to offensive coordinator Frank Signetti Boss yep. of his legendary father, they had, I mean, paid special tribute throughout the television broadcast of the game, Vince. Uh, I know you didn't catch it because you were there, but if you watched on the replay, you saw it. So that was cool to see. But during the game, the guy was intense and focused. So um, he was seeing his offense go out there and really couldn't protect the quarterback a lick. What do you do? And I'm hoping he gets creative and just immerses himself into this game plan because there's going to be... be there will need to be a special game plan on offense, not only because the offensive line has been doo-doo, but now you have a third string, maybe a fourth string, technically, quarterback playing in this game. Uh, there's got to be something different we've seen offensively from Pitt from the first two games in this one, not because their offense has been terrible, but because personnel-wise and performance-wise on the offensive line, it's dictating that. So expecting expecting to see a lot of uh, extra tight ends in there. Hopefully, some creative misdirection before the snap, but so you could run the ball in different areas of the field. Man, I don't know. I'm a fan of the zone blocking scheme. If you got someone like Abanacanda who could break it and let him pick a hole and just go, who knows what they come out with, Vince? I'm hoping it's something different because it's going to have to be even against a Mac opponent. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I th- yeah, they're going to have to get uh, Izzy going in this game. Uh, it, it doesn't seem likely we're going to see Rodney Hammond again uh, this week. Uh, so you know, and and maybe Vincent Davis get get some get some more playing time. Maybe a Danny Carter uh, get, get some more playing time this this week. I mean, you'd hate to you know uh, go lose your your aggressiveness, but uh, without Slovis, I I, th- I see no other way. I think they're definitely going to have to put uh, some more stock in this running game, and uh, it's it shown that it's 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 capable. Uh, it's it's certainly capable uh, of of putting up big numbers, uh, but they're going to have to really put it together, especially in a situation where the other team knows you're going to run. I I'm expecting uh, Vincent Davis to have a more pronounced role. How about you? You brought him up. I I think he's. Man, he's had so much experience, and we haven't seen a lot of him the first two weeks. Maybe this is this is the time for for <laughs> I a better this, time than now. Yeah, yeah, I think this could be his time. Uh Alan, we'll see uh and if uh I guess the last thing I want to say about the offense and we kind of already talked about this, you know, if we do have a Derek Kyler starting, these receivers must help him out. They must make the catch whenever whenever the ball gets to them, Alan. I mean, I mean through 2 weeks you said very disappointing so far outside of Jared Wayne and that Bartholomew guy. Yeah, uh, they're going to be relied upon all season long, no matter what. If they have bad games like they did against Tennessee, because that's who Pitt has, they are the most talented players they have in the position. So 
it's going to be like that every week. Can we rely on them until we can rely on them like a Jared Wayne? And Jared Wayne's showing he's, you know, one hell of a leader in the receiving core, but obviously needs some assistance and we can't afford drops, tip balls for interceptions. Um, Got to be flawless in the receiving core because they're going to kind of be going into this game as the strength of the offense with how (laughs) the offensive line's performing and uh, maybe an inability to run the the ball at all because of them. And then you obviously have a quarterback who is a question mark. I don't know. Let's talk about Kyler if he plays. What kind of quarterback is he coming from Dartmouth? Who who's seen him? I haven't. I didn't even th- who thought to look at the tape on Derek Kyler at all this at the beginning of this season. Not me. Is it ignorance? Maybe. Is it too much love and trust in Slavis? Whatever. I think over I think I saw some quick stats on this guy, Allen. 18 and 2 as a starter at Dartmouth. 42 touchdowns, six interceptions. Uh, uh, he has the all-time Ivy League uh, passer rating record. So uh, this guy was not a slouch uh, in in Ivy League football for whatever that means. Uh, so I, it's it's not like he can't throw it at all. Uh, but but he, I don't. He hasn't really thrown it at this level or behind an offensive line that's unwilling to. To block for a well, quarterback. They're, they're going to have to start being willing uh, because this is this is starting to get serious stuff. They cannot afford uh, to, to drop this game. Losing to Western Michigan two years in a row, uh, Alan, would, would just be a disaster. But I don't think the defense is going to let that happen. Uh, I, I think this defense is going to come out fired up in this game. I think they know they have not been the shutdown defense, uh, you know, over a 60-minute period that people were expecting so far this year and yeah, that revenge factor from from last year i think they're going to be all over this one i mean that's obviously who pat narduzzi is going to rely on and that's who he should rely on and that's who can deliver in this game to make it lopsided the defense should outmatch this team they should be able to get after the quarterback last year this team came with one hell of a game plan to really neutralize the strength of Pitt, which was his pass rush and get the ball out quick so in this game, get your damn hands up and please, yep. please play the inside route cornerbacks if they keep coming at you with that RPO. I know the last two weeks, it's been completely different. It's been pit covering the edges, covering outside the numbers, covering downfield, and then well, then seeing a tight end in the backfield and trying to stop him. But in this game, <laughs> they're... They are going to be really focused on something completely different if the game plan is going to be similar from Western Michigan. Yeah, I mean, the first two games this season, they were getting killed by the, the those big, tall receivers here. The top two receivers for uh, for Western Michigan, Corey Crooms and Jelani Galloway, these guys are both under six foot, Alan. Uh, so it's not like you, you got to necessarily worry about jump balls against these guys here. Uh, yeah, they got good speed. They can beat you over the top uh, if they have to. But yeah, it's those, those small inside routes. You know, they got to make sure they really shut those down. Uh, and and it was really that RPO game last year that 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 you know uh, that was killing them. I mean, yeah, those slants, uh, some quick outs were were bad. They did give up some some runs that they shouldn't have. And and those running backs are back. Sean Tyler and big uh, Ladarius Jefferson, six one two forty. Allen, uh, a load to bring down. So uh, yeah, that run defense they're going to be they're going to be tested again. I, I have no doubt about it. Uh, but I also do not doubt that that's been fixed. I think that's been cleaned up with, with the performance we saw uh, this past week against Tennessee. I, I think the defense is going to bring it, but they, they they must they must show up for this game, or, or or Western Michigan can hurt them. We saw some interior D linemen go down in that game, though, and, yes. and Alexander's out, so that that is cause for the concern. Danielson went down in the game. Who was the other one? Ben, Bentley might have been. Uh, Denny Green may have also went down. Um, it, so we'll, uh, yeah, I, I, we haven't really gotten any injury updates on on, on those players either. Uh, you hope I, you hope those are um, more because of the speed at which the Vols were playing and having to, and they were gassed and maybe cramping up and not something that'll affect them carrying over into this game, but something to consider because interior D line play in this game will be important. Big ass running back, quick passes. That's where you rely on hands and technique inside on the D line to uh, 
stop a team like this that's going to try to outsmart you because they can't yeah. out-talent you. So yeah. be prepared. Just got to blow it up Kalaja from the Kansi. start. Yes. Yep, I agree with you. Yeah, so Kalijah Kansi, I think, is is prime for a big game. I think he's the guy I would highlight as someone that could really mess stuff up for Jack Salopek and the Western Michigan offense. Uh, a quarterback that's capable of running, so the RPO will be uh, something to to watch as well, right? This guy's been able to yeah, do yeah, stuff he, on the ground. Yeah, he's got a 60-yard run uh, this year, Alan. So he, he's, uh, you know, he... he yeah, maybe not a uh, a burner, maybe not the runner of a Hendon Hooker, but uh, th- this kid uh, from Norwin High School uh, has shown the ability to do that. Not uh, and, and like you said, uh, Alan, uh, yeah, they've they're trying they're going to try to outsmart people. It's not like they've been throwing these deep passes. As long as passing here has only been twenty two yards, uh, so it's not like they they've been you know really airing it out. Uh, this is a, this is a different type of attack than what they played the the first two weeks. Yes, very different, but I think very tameable, very much an offense Pitt's defense should be able to handle. But again, we said that last year, so I don't want to get overconfident, but damn it, we need this one, not just for the revenge now, but because Desmond Howard's counting on us, Vince. Yes, he, he, he's counting on a lot of people this week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we broke down last week's game. We looked ahead to this week's game. We'll make some picks on the score for Pitt, Michigan, Western Michigan a little bit later. But let's go into fantasy land. I'm tired of living in reality where Pitt is 1-1, one and one, lost to Tennessee, and no longer a favorite to get to the college football playoff. Not that they ever were, but we were able to live in that make-believe land. I want to go back there. So let's go to the Pitternet. Can you explain what Internet is? I hear there's rumors on the uh, internets. And to all those faceless keyboard warriors on Twitter... We're a good darn football team. I'm proud of these guys. JRN Pitt on Panther Lair. Almost everyone posting to this board overestimated our O-line. I saw a below average O-line last year and didn't quite understand why so many thought the extra year of experience was going to make a big difference in their below average play from last season. Borbs has to go. And a much better job recruiting the O-line is needed going forward. I'm Honestly, Vince, did we overrate Pitt's offensive line on this show? Because I could see someone doing that. I feel like we rated them perfectly. We never said this is the best O-line in the country, but having that much experience counts for something in college football, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just, uh, you know, just the size and maturity uh, that this team has, you, you would think would make a big difference uh, in it. Yes, they do not have, you know, their their five starters, you know, 100% from last year. You know, they're dipping into that reserve pool. Uh, but we talked about how, you know, we liked uh, the, their reserves. We, we liked the fact uh, that they had, you know, a lot of a lot of reserve offensive linemen. So uh, th- that had experience last year. So I, I, I think it's just they haven't played well, you know, for whatever reason. Um it, it, maybe it's just not. Uh, we talked about quarterbacks holding on to the ball too long. Uh, you know that uh, we talked about that. Is certainly, that first game going from under center so much, getting used to that. Uh, I, I'm not w- ready to just throw them out just yet. It's early in the year, damn it. Obviously, we can't do that. But Jr. and Pitt. Wow, I think you're trying to. You're, you're really doing an "I told you so" here. I'm going to say wait a little bit and then you could really gloat about that if you really dislike uh drexel and gabe hoy and everybody if you really are not that impressed with them they do have a lot to prove over the next few weeks for sure but i'm not counting them out just yet dr von yinzer on panther lair uh any any relation to luca von there vince <laughs> not that i know i think that is luca von dr von yinzer on panther lair Guys, we are way past the point as a program where we should be taking solace in moral victories. I don't mean any disrespect to Tennessee, but honestly, that was a bad loss. Wait, should Ooh. I have read that more like, but honestly, that was a bad <laughs> loss. Uh, either way you read it, I'm going to disagree. I don't think yeah. that's a bad loss. Vince. Yeah. Tennessee is a respectable SEC team now. 
Yeah, I mean, you lost to him in overtime uh, in a game where you were, a, you know, you were a seven-point underdog in this game, uh, and you know you you were basically that da- you had two choices in the second half. You were down to either a, a second-string quarterback with one leg or a fourth-string quarterback. Uh, and, and this team still, you know, managed to go to overtime. I'm not, yes, I'm upset with all the missed opportunities and they still could have won this. But I think if you look at how good they looked when they were, you know, a hundred percent, you know, I, th- I think you, you got to feel pretty good about this team. I would not call it a moral victory by any stretch. Uh, but, uh, th- this, this was not a bad loss. No, I mean, was should pit fans be as, up and, and upbeat about the loss as, a, say, a Texas fan should be after last weekend? No. But, you know, Pitt went into that game underdogs and they went to overtime and ball, you know, they balled out as hard as they could, but they got injured. They had, you know, had some issues with protection and they still, in the end, made huge plays and did the unthinkable. Held that team to three points in the second half. How can you not be proud and excited about the defense for that? That might be more, besides a win, the best thing coming out of that game could have been what happened in that second half. That pit defense looked as good as last year if you're able to keep a team like Tennessee to three points in an entire half. Yep. Yeah, I I agree with you. And and that's, and you you did that without, you know, with some guys being out during the game. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, We'll see. Uh, we'll see this week. Um, you know how, how they can respond. And if you ask me, Doctor Von Yinzer, that counts for something because come ACC play, having that type of defense is going to be great for the Pitt Panthers if they can maintain it. And man, I hope they can because that was tremendous to watch, even in a loss. But losing does suck. I agree. Okay, the Pitternet. A lot of I told you so's, a lot of, hey, don't do this is a lot of finger pointing, obviously. But around town, I think every everybody's a little bit more. Not probably not. It's Pittsburgh. It's a loss. It's a it's a it, the, the weather at least is nice out, though. Right, Vince? It's been it's been OK there, right? People yeah, are, are, yeah, we, we've had nice weather. That's for could sure. Could you imagine but, uh, that loss out with bad weather? That would be just horrible, but it's still pretty bad around town. I'm hearing. It what is. everyone's saying yeah so i guess where i have to hear what they're saying around the city of pittsburgh another saturday coming and the panthers are playing time to find out what the answers are saying i told you this team ain't no good without kenny and that kid that went to southern cal yeah yeah you 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 may be right you know yeah but at least we beat wvu hail to pit so that's what the Yinzers are saying. Uh, yeah, ra- rather deflating here, Alan. There, were, there was a lot at stake in that game, uh, but uh, you know, to me, you know, it, it, there's not much we could do about it right now, uh, other than get back on track. Uh, and and Alan, uh, there's a, a kind of a light week uh in college football around the country i mean college game days in in boone north carolina of all places goodness well i guess after last week right they they earned it yeah Um, they did uh but yeah it's a a different kind of week the miami a&m game uh we're gonna talk about that's the probably the the biggest game of the weekend besides Pitt, western michigan of course Last week, I just want to revisit last week, Vince. It was kind of top, almost topsy-turvy. Alabama, Texas, we were way off on. Just I wanted to get your reaction, how shocked you were. I was texting you because you were, were at getting ready for Pitt, Tennessee, that that game was so close. At one point, I thought Texas had him. I thought Texas was back for a second. <laughs> I don't know if I thought they were back. But, uh, but oh, yeah. college football, Texas will never be back. Don't you dare think it'll happen. Yeah, I, they. I don't know. I it just. Yeah, I, I don't know if there was too much rat poison or or you know maybe Alabama's just not as good this year. I I, I did really? hear some good commentary, uh, uh, you know, kind of leading up to this game, and and you know I didn't want to believe it until I I, I saw it, and I, and I think there's some some validity to this. Is that you know their receivers just are not as good. And you know, they were making Bryce Young look very good last year. You know, those two 
two first rounders. They don't have those guys this year. In his defense, though, he looked very good winning that game in the end and pulling uh, yes, it out. He did. That was yeah. heroic. No doubt about that. But you know, right. But they're uh it, it, Alabama was scored uh was supposed to score, you know, forty plus points that game, and that did uh did not happen. Yeah, we had a bad week last week. Florida also, I think we both picked them against Kentucky. They lost yeah. by ten. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy to see it, but did not expect it. And then, uh, yeah, and then obviously the Pitt-Tennessee game. What was the other game we picked last week? Was it BYU? Yes, Baylor? we did. Yep. How'd that game turn out? Uh, BYU won that game, <laughs> which I think we both picked Baylor. So uh, we went, oh, that's what I was saying. We went 0 for 4 picking college football uh, at large last week. Yes, we so did. With this, this disclaimer, this is not meant to be gambling advice. Please gamble responsibly, responsibly, and if you can, try get one of them discounts on one of them services because those are real helpful. All right. <laughs> okay. This week's games, Vince. BYU, Oregon. Yeah, well, I was going to say, maybe we're just not good at those high-profile games. <laughs> yeah. Can we pick some Sunbelt games? Yeah, it's that, more my wheelhouse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number 12, BYU going on the road uh, to take on number 25, Oregon. Uh, BYU is a three and a half point underdog in this game, Alan. Uh, you know, BYU is looking yeah, very yeah, good. Is, uh, looking very good in this game. And, you know, Oregon, yeah, they got absolutely blasted first game of the year uh, against Georgia, uh, as most teams would have. Um, but uh, to me, I'm kind of leaning towards BYU in, in this, in this game. I just, I just don't know if I could trust Bo Nix, even though it's in Oregon. Bo Nix only two picks on the year though, Vince. That's surprisingly, especially coming after that first game where they got Molly whopped. Uh, and in the game last week, I'm, I'm pulling it up. BYU was three for 14 on third down and won the game. Yeah, that's and they didn't have any they didn't create any turnovers either. So they're no, just a, a a very milk toast bland team that'll bore you to death. Yeah, but they're going to fight you. I'm picking Oregon in this game because they've got a guy okay. that'll come in there and he he'll gunsling. He doesn't give a <laughs> damn. And he's uh, also capable of winning big games and, of course, getting destroyed. I'm going with Bo Nix in this one. I, I don't. I don't. I, I don't have a tremendous feel for this game. I thought Baylor was very good, and, and somehow they they and they lost to this BYU team. Maybe well, they, they're they're the the Big 12's going down, and they, the the new team's coming in. It's they got scared early. It's only a few years away. It's I, I don't I know get, what went on. Dave Aranda's I, I, offense looked terrible too. I guess I, I think more of Baylor than I do of Oregon. So maybe, I mean, BYU getting points here is, is, is who I should be on, but I, I really don't know. Take, take Bo Nix. Come on. Your wife will be happy if you take Bo Nix. <laughs> the legend of Bo Nix. Miami at Texas A&M. A&M coming off an embarrassing loss, ruining Desmond Howard's college football playoff card, taking on number 14 Miami, five-and-a-half-point favorite at that uh, cult station for the Aggies. <laughs> yeah, Alan, uh, Texas A&M not lived up to the price tag this year. Uh, you know, a, a, a you know a, a close, closer than should have game against uh, Sam Houston in, in their first co- contest, and and then last week losing to to Boone. I, I, Texas A&M just can't move the ball. They they just can't. And, uh, you know, Miami, they're, they're, they're out for blood. I guess there's not a lot of people talking about this team. Uh, we we know, certainly know what they're capable of and all the hype around them here. I, I do like the Hurricanes on the road here, uh, especially getting five and a half points. I, I think they could win this game outright. Texas A&M just does not look uh, – yeah, just does not look ready, and you know they got they got Arkansas on deck next week an SEC oh, contest. I I might have Arkansas winning the SEC Desmond Howard instead of your Aggies. Uh, that this yeah this offense with Haynes King at quarterback there, man, talk about lost that turnovers, but also just like cannot they can't get down the field. Not to 
go to another sport, but they uh, they're like the Steelers. They can't they they dink and dunk. They can't go down the field. And uh, yeah, man, all that money spent on this team this year. You get 14 <laughs> points against Appalachian State. Not to say that App State's a slouch. That's one of a group of five teams. That's uh, I think one of, one the, of best. the one of the toughest, one of the meanest, one of the best programs, as they say. They play their their conference well. They play uh, teams above their weight uh, pretty well. They've been known to shock uh, a nation or two. And they mm-hmm. did it again last week, so credit to them. And they get game day. The Aggies now, in, they they move on from that loss, and they have to go up against Miami, who's licking their chops because Miami can now slide into the national conversation. And Tyler Van Dyke, hell of a quarterback. We saw him last year, uh, and he's uh, stepping up, looking pretty solid the first couple of weeks. So I'm taking Miami because I'm an ACC homer, but also because uh, Jimbo's team looks lost on offense. Yeah. Yeah, they've looked like the better team. Wow, this is a this is exciting. It's it's exciting to see the changing of the guard, the SEC going down to the ACC. If only Pitt would have beat Tennessee. But yeah. remember, Tennessee beat Pitt without with a backup quarterback on one foot, and they it took them overtime, and they scored three points in the second half. So I think That's that right. just screams ACC's better to me. I think so. Yeah, and F- Florida State did beat LSU. So and Florida State beat LSU in the first week, but obviously the LSU's like they might get kicked out of the SEC for for what's going on there right now. Uh, it's so I, I bad. don't know if I'd go I that could far. see that happening. They may yeah. just kick Brian Kelly out <laughs> before it's too late. Do it, man! What's going on there? Yeah. Okay, now Pitt at Western Michigan, Kalamazoo, the revenge matchup on the schedule for 2022. Vince, a ten and a half point favorite. The Panthers are. Against the Broncos, what is the final prediction? We've broken this game down. We know how scary Western Michigan can be on the road, but what about at home when they're feeling all comfortable, feeling like they own Pitt, and Pitt's coming in there with a chip on their shoulder, actually ready to play this year? Yeah, you know, if Keaton Slovis plays in this game, Alan, I think Pitt blows this team out of the water. You know, something like you know, forty-one to 17 something like that uh but with the uncertainty and maybe playing a fourth string quarterback and you know somebody may know something with that total uh just plummeting down as as, as we've talked about it has me a little nervous about this game alan i'm not quite sure wh- what to think i'm I think I think still Pitt can pull this game out, but it is going to be tough. And I'm going to say it, it's going to be a nail biter. I'm going to go. Uh, we'll go twenty to seventeen. Oh boy! Oh my God! Oh, I can't. I I don't know how I'm going to make it through this year. Twenty to seventeen as a ten and a half point favorite. I mean, I can't. I, the, I will not like that, but I will enjoy reading Panther Lair and seeing what people say on the Pitternet <laughs> if it's that close. Um, and then if Pitt loses, my goodness, it's next week's show will be tremendous. But I hope it's not. It's going to be tremendous either way. Pitt losing to Western Michigan. I can't fathom it. I got Pitt winning. And if this is what I'm thinking, too, if Slovis is available, but they want to maybe sit him because it's Western Michigan, I really hope that doesn't cross their mind if the no, guy can they, play they he should freaking that. play you that's yeah. you can't afford it even against yeah. this team he should very much play because it's a great opportunity for him to go out there and get some camaraderie get yep. more comfortable behind that swinging gate that he calls an o-line in front of him and maybe get get mean he's got to get that dog that kenny had in him and make make his o-line fear uh doing that to him again because that was hard to watch if it's not slovis and it's kyler um who the hell knows but i don't think it'll be that close even with a a veteran ivy league quarterback who has records you're telling me this guy's that capable maybe maybe it'll surprise me it just uh maybe i'm maybe i'm too worried about this i i don't know too much uncertainty you are Uh, i I, with slow i'm gonna give you two with slovis pitt wins 35 10 with Kyler Pittwins 27-17. They don't okay. cover. That's what I'm going to tell you. They won't cover the 10 and a half that All right. you gave me. 
but okay. they're going to win and uh, all will be good in the hood. And then we can move on to New Hampshire, the biggest game of the year. Rhode Island, but close enough. Same uh, thing. <laughs> cannot wait for this one, Alan. 7.30 ESPNU nationally televised game. The revenge game. We've been waiting for it all, all, all summer long. Uh, you know, Pitt, you know, anytime they lost a game last year, they came out the following week. They came out swinging. They came out fighting. I think we are going to see that, uh, see that fire again this week. They want this one back bad. I mean, it just all when I think about this game, all I can think about is WrestleMania 29, the main event of of the event. Everybody the year before was saying once in a lifetime, it'll never before, never again. Western Michigan goes into Pittsburgh and beats the Pitt Panthers, but not so fast. John Cena wins the Royal Rumble, gets the rock and beats him, gets his revenge the next year. Same thing for the Pitt Panthers this year, Vince. I can I, the, the story has already been told. It's happening all over again. Never before, never again, again. Written in the stars, some may say. A million miles away. I don't know about all that, but I, but I, can't, I cannot wait for this game, Alan. Uh, something to see. A uh, lot of so much intrigue and mystery. Hopefully, uh, Coach Narduzzi gives us some hints tomorrow at his press conference. I doubt it, uh, but we'll see what he has to say. Yeah, I doubt it too. Also, doesn't matter. Pitt players will show up in Kalamazoo. Western Michigan players will show up, and the game will be played. And we'll be back here next week to talk about it all. Vince, you got anything left to say before we get the hell out of here? <laughs> say your prayers and hail to Pitt, everybody. All right, everybody. Remember, at H2P Show on Twitter, if you want to reach out on social media. And, of course, hail to Pitt Podcast at gmail.com. Send those emails. And, of course, show us those loves, those reviews, those stars on Apple Podcasts, if you will. We'd appreciate it. Just give us an H2P review if you want with the five stars. That'll make our hearts really, really full and ready for game days. We appreciate you telling all your pit family and friends about the show, and we appreciate you hailing the pit, everybody. Everybody.